What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and hey, man, this the basement is coming together. You know, I got the I got the acoustic panels. I gotta put them up soon. The basement it looks it looks mad empty. It's kind of echoey in here, but it's gonna it's gonna get there. You know what I mean? I just we we are at 171 subscribers right now. We're gonna get there. This is gonna be a sweet setup, and this is gonna be a real community, a real product. But we're getting there, boys. And as we're getting there. We got to win these fantasy leagues. I want all my subscribers to win their leagues. I hope you guys are two and two, three and one. It's week five. Now today I'm going to give you guys a waiver wire video for my pickups for week five. And if I don't go over somebody on your waiver wire in this video, just go down below and comment and ask me. I'll give you guys fab advice, all that down below. And I know that on Tuesday mornings you guys get those trades. I know Johnny from fucking accounting is going to send you three different trade offers. So put those down below and I'll run my eyes past them. I usually get to them within an hour of you guys commenting. Now, before I waste any more of your time, or any more of my time, I got waiver wire ads to get into. Let's go. Usually when I make these videos, I have my priority ads, which are guys that I would spend waiver wire priority on or over 20% of my fab budget on. But this week, there's nobody. So if you're at the top of your waiver wire line, or if you have a bunch of fab laying around, don't get antsy. Don't do something stupid and grab a player that you don't need to grab. There's no free square running back. There's nobody crazy to pick off waivers. Just hold that. Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, I checked the numbers. They're, they're under 50% owned right now. People are going to keep dropping them. And later down in the season, if Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, one of these big name running backs, Aaron Jones, if one of those guys go down, then you use your waiver priority and your fab on one of those running backs as their RB1 free square running backs. These guys I'm going to mention aren't that. And these are going to be guys that I would add in leagues. So Wednesday morning, you want to wake up and you want to look at this list and you're going to add these players or you're going to chuck a couple fab dollars here and there, just spread a couple dollars around, maybe five, two, three, depending on what your positional needs are. Now, when we dive into this, we're going to look at the running backs first. And the first running back that I want to mention is Chase Edmonds. Kenyon Drake is looking a little bit shaky right now. He had 13 touches for 35 yards against the Panthers, who have been allowing the most fantasy points to running backs. And all he had to show for it was 35 yards on 13 touches. So Kenyon Drake could flat out lose his job to Chase Edmonds. But if he was to go hurt, Chase Edmonds is a locked-in top 15 running back. We saw that last year. And even this year, he's producing alongside Kenyon Drake. So I think he even has low-end flex value as a backup running back, or as a change of pace back behind Kenyon Drake. Chase Edmonds had nine touches for 40 yards and a touchdown. So he's more efficient. I think he's a little, I think he's better. I think he's more explosive. And I think it's only a matter of time until there's not a changing of the guard, but I think it's going to be more 50-50. And then maybe Kenyon Drake falls to the wayside, maybe he gets hurt. And then Chase Edmonds, you lock him up. You lock him in as an RB1. The next two names on this running backs list, I'm a little bit iffy about because they're just running backs that are next man up in injury situations. The first one, we have Justin Jackson. Austin Eckler goes down. The next man up is Justin Jackson, but I think Josh Kelly is going to assume a lot of that workload, and Justin Jackson is going to be like a change of pace type back. He's going to be the satellite back in passing situations, but I do think that Joshua Kelly, he has fumbled in the past couple games, and if Joshua Kelly, if he, if he makes a bad play, he's a rookie, he's on a short leash, he fumbles. I think you could see Justin Jackson get more of that workload. But for now, I think he's a good add. And you let him chill on your bench and see what happens in the coming weeks with him and Joshua Kelly splitting that work. And then as you go down, you have Dearness Johnson, who is literally owned in 0% of leagues right now. You can get him for free, but I'd imagine that he's going to be somebody that people are going to burn waiver on. Let, let the bozos in your league burn waiver on Dearness Johnson. He's interesting, but at the same time, Kareem Hunt's already there. It's not like Chubb goes down and you get the backup. You're getting the backup to the backup. You're getting Dearness Johnson. And the only reason why he's interesting is because Kareem Hunt's dealing with a groin injury right now. Dearness Johnson, he out-touched, or he out-carried Kareem Hunt 13-11, to 11, had more yards on the day. 
And I think with this injury to Kareem Hunt, until he's back at 100%, you're going to see Darius Johnson probably get 8 or 12 carries a game. Now, that's not like startable usage, but it, it means something. And it's worth rostering in case Kareem Hunt's injury, in case, you know, that groin injury, who knows if it's on the field, off the field, who knows what he's been doing with his groin. Pause if needed. Maybe Dearness Johnson is going to be locked and loaded into that RB1 spot. There's always that possibility, and there's plenty of carries to go around in that offense. Right now, they're running the ball to leak high, 46% of plays right now. Next up, we go into the wide receivers that I'm adding this week. And just like last week with Justin Jefferson, we're getting another guy who's a rookie, a rookie wide receiver that I usually, I usually fade rookie wide receivers, but they've been playing pretty well this year. We have T. Higgins, and T. Higgins was a stud at Clemson. He was drafted in the second round, but he could have been a first-round guy if he was a little bit more athletic. And the stat that Matt Gajewski gave out on Twitter, he was on uh, Matt Kelly's podcast the other day. He said, I think T. Higgins in the second half of games in 2019 for Clemson, he only had like 11 or 13 targets. So he's somebody that would have had a lot more production in college had he not played for such a prestigious school. But either way, he's a stud. He was Trevor Lawrence's number one target. All you need to know are these stats that I, I saw Adam Levitan tweet out. In the last two weeks, he's run a route on 82% of Burroughs' dropbacks. He's been in the slot 33% of the time. You want your wide receiver in the slot because that means that they're playing against most likely the worst corner on that team. Some teams do have the specialist slot guy like a, like a Chris Harris, but they're rare. They're pretty rare to have a guy that specializes in the slot that's good. And it creates a mismatch, especially with a guy as big and as fast as T. Higgins. And then on top of that, he's getting a 20% target share. And his line has been nine catches for 117 and two touchdowns the last two weeks. And that's right now. He could easily start to develop and get better as the season goes on and establish more rapport with Joe Burrow, and develop into a guy like Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown were last year. So I love T. Higgins going forward. I think he's a great add. Now, as you go down this list, we have LaVisca Chanel, another rookie wide receiver. And he's been on the list since, I think, last week or the week before that. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's getting carries. He's getting tight end looks. He's getting quarterback looks. He's getting on the field, and he's touching the ball any way that they want him to. And last week, again, he produces. He had five, for, he had five catches for 86 yards. And it showed the most important part about the game is that he produced with DJ Chark. DJ Chark had two touchdowns. He went off that game, and Chenault still had a startable week, and I think Chenault is a great flex moving forward. I think that he's interesting as like a boom-bust type of guy, and it really depends on the matchup, but I think he's somebody that is interesting if you stash on the bottom of your bench. Now, a guy that's not as a guy that's not as uber-talented as a guy like Chenault or T. Higgins, Hunter Renfro. You know, he, he's the average Joe kind of guy, but as long as Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs are out for whatever, whatever injuries they have going on, as long as they're out, Derek Carr will throw the ball to Hunter Renfro, and I see him as like a strong wide receiver three, as long as those two wide receivers are out. He had five for 57 last week, which won't win you a week, but it won't lose you one. He's a high floor, like Julian Edelman, Jarvis Landry type play. He had eight targets last week, and that's a great floor for what you're going to see from him going forward. He's probably going to have like eight targets, five for 50 every week. But if you want more of a guy that's a boom-bust type wide receiver and you can't get Chanel or T. Higgins, I think Scotty Miller is a great option to pick up. As long as Chris Godwin is out, Scotty Miller will have startable week winning weeks this week he had 83 yards and a touchdown and he's averaged 83 yards in each of the game that godwin has been out and he's a great boom bust wide receiver like flex option as long as godwin's out another guy i like in that range is traquan smith in three games without michael thomas he's had 13 catches for 182 yards and two touchdowns he's been somebody that's really stepped up in the absence of michael thomas uh, i've been harping on him since that since he came out of ucf i think he's a great wide receiver prospect really was just a matter of him getting enough targets in that offense with Michael Thomas there. But with Michael Thomas out, with Jared Cook out, Traquan Smith is still startable. He's still super interesting. And I think, honestly, the reason why he's at 21% ownership still, I think because of that little comma in his name. I'm telling you, it's super hard to find Traquan Smith 
because Smith is such a common last name. You type in Smith, you have to scroll all the way down to it. And when you do Trey, a lot of people forget to do the comma. I'm telling you, I think that might just be a conspiracy thing. Maybe I'm just weird for thinking that, but I, I really think that he'd be owned more if it was easier to get his name typed into the waiver shit. My favorite tight end ad this week is Dalton Schultz. He's only owned in 33.7% of leagues, and I this is the only guy I would consider using Fab or waiver wire on. If you have a, a tight end that's injured, if you just can't get the tight end right, Dalton Schultz, I really think, is like a top eight option going forward. He's a legit tight end one option. He's been the tight end eight in 0.5 PPR points through four weeks, and that's including the week that he was behind Blake Jarwin. He's been nothing but great since Blake Jarwin got hurt, and this is an awful, this is a high-powered offense with an awful defense. Dak is going to keep on slinging it, and I think Dalton Schultz is a top 12 option going forward, and he's somebody that you can continue to start. Now, if somebody has Dalton Schultz, I think the next best option is going to be Mo Alley-Cox. He scored a touchdown or gone for 100 yards in the last three weeks, and he's a tight end 12 on the season, so I think he's really solid, and he's the only one in that Colts passing game I'm really interested in. For the last section of this video, we're going to go over my deeper stashes, so this is if you have a, a deep bench, if you're in a dynasty league, anything like that where... You have maybe IR spots, and you just you just want to pick somebody random off waivers. These are guys that I'm looking forward to the next couple weeks that are probably beyond the ads part of this list. Now, for the running backs, we have Travis Homer. That Seahawks running running back room, I'm not sure what the fuck they're injecting into the boys over there, but none of them can stay healthy. Chris Carson, he's leaving games early. Hyde is leaving games early. Rashad Penny hasn't been healthy since he was drafted. So it's a, it's a messy backfield, and Travis Homer, while everybody's healthy, he's always in on the two-minute drill. Even when they have a full backfield, if there is... Two minutes left in the half at the end of the game, it's going to be Travis Homer in there catching passes. He's the most athletic running back in that back, in that backfield, and he's the best pass catcher in that backfield. So if he's trusted in those high-priority situations, he scored a touchdown last week. I think he's a great pickup because I think in a couple weeks, if Chris Carson goes down, if Hyde goes down, if Travis Homer starts to step up his yardage totals, I think that he's going to be a priority add in these coming weeks. And if you can grab him early, if you can get out ahead of the competition early and grab a guy like Travis Homer, it's a huge like up in your league and another guy I'm looking at another guy I'm looking at that's that looks like one of those guys that could be a, a high priority ad in the coming weeks is Reggie Bonifant now I know Mike Davis has been going crazy in Carolina and Reggie Bonifant's sort of like the lightning to Mike Davis's thunder but he had 12 touches Mike Davis had 22 Reggie Bonifant looked good he had over 50 yards on those touches he looked pretty explosive and I think he's an interesting ad he could earn more work. Mike Davis could go down. Who knows what could happen in that Carolina backfield, whatever. I just think Reggie Bonifant is interesting and somebody to, to keep your eye on going forward. Now, when you go to wide receivers, I think the one of the most overlooked things in the NFL right now is the battle between Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller is somebody that was an ad uh, on my week one waiver wire or week two waiver wire video because he had a great week. But now it seems like Darnell Mooney is starting to beat him out for that wide receiver two spot. He outsnapped Anthony Miller 46 to 43 and he outtargeted him nine to four. Mind you, Anthony Miller is like a third year wide receiver in the league and Darnell Mooney is a, is a fifth round rookie, but he has 438 speed and he has an 18.9 breakout age. I think he's a great stash to have on the bottom of your bench. And I think that he's a good a good player to look at in dynasty or keeper leagues. I think he's really interesting. And then the last two guys I have here is Justin Watson and Zach Pascal. Uh, with Scotty Scotty Miller is kind of like the Tampa Bay wide receiver I'd rather have over Justin Watson. But with, as long as Chris Godwin's out, it seems like Justin Watson's going to play in the slot there, whereas Scotty Miller is going to kind of stretch over the top. But Justin Watson's not getting the same targets and the same air yards like Chris Godwin was getting. So he did have six targets, but nothing crazy. And then you have Zach Pascal who had eight targets. He out-targeted T.Y. Hilton 8-5, but he literally he only had like 33 yards on, on eight targets. So really, the, that Colts passing game, Phil Rivers, I wouldn't say he's dust, like he's winning games, but I just don't really want to get involved in that passing game. Also, it's Mo'Ally Cox, and that's simply for the fact that tight end is so like 
so fragile and so thin year over year that Moelle Cox, you can start, whereas Zach Paschal, I'll rarely ever want to start Zach Paschal. Into this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below and subscribe, leave a like. And as always, if you have a waiver wire question, a trade question, just make sure you go down below and comment. Uh, I love you guys. And as I said, we're going to get we're gonna get more upgrades on the studio. I'm going to keep on producing content for you guys as the season goes on. And like I said, I'll have more content for other sports. I'm just going to keep content, pumping out sports and entertainment content for you guys. I love making these videos. And if you have any suggestions for videos I should do going forward, just put those in the comments as well. And follow me at Ron Stewart underscore on Twitter. And as always, I'll see you in the next one.